Are you tired of conflict, drama, fighting, and people problems? Are you ready to learn the simple skills to improve all your relationships and make them thrive? Well, it's easier than you think. Relationship Radio brings you practical advice to be your best and improve your life. We break down the complicated problems and make them simple and easy. And when you know better, you can do better. Here are Master Life Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. Welcome to Relationship Radio, where you make healthy relationships simple and easy so you can know better and do better. I'm Nicole Cunningham. And I'm Kim Giles. We're so happy to have you listening to our show today. We're so excited about this topic, Nicole. This is going to be kind of a, a fun show. It should be very entertaining. Yeah, it should be. Like, and just put a disclaimer out there. Forgive me for your, my voice. I've spent a lot of time coaching this week, and my, my voice is pretty raspy, so put up with me. But this is going to be fun, Kim. I think we've all cringed when we've seen the ads for this show, and I think some of us are even uh, willing to admit that we've got a bit of a guilty pleasure when we watch it. I I admit that. I do. My daughters and I have been watching it for years. And and for years, Nicole, years, I sit there as a life coach through the whole thing going, oh, my gosh, come on. We we need to have a talk here because the behavior is terrible. Very out of balance behavior we get to see on The Bachelor. We are, I think this is the wonderful thing that reality show has brought us. You know, reality TV has only really been around for about 10 years and it made us see people in their true colours. I mean, how many times do you find yourself watching something going, how do people want this on, on television of themselves acting like this? And The Bachelor is just another example of one of those shows where you just find yourself scratching your head or, or yelling at the television going, are you serious? So we called the, this show Self-Esteem Lessons from The Bachelor because I remember you coming to work night after night after night or day after day after watching it with your daughters say, Nicole, you have no idea. Like, this is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and before we get into the self-esteem um, part, because that I think that's the biggest takeaway, right, from watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette as it is on right now. Um, but there's all kinds of interesting lessons. Another one that's been driving me crazy with that show is every single season, there are people that don't get along and they don't like each other in the house. And usually they're very different shaped people, right? Um, based on the 12 Shapes Relationship System. And by the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, if if you haven't listened to us before, we believe there's 12 types of people in the world. And this is not like a personality test that we use. It's more of a behavior. Maybe, Nicole, you could give just a little background real quick on the 12 Shapes for those that aren't familiar with it. Yeah, so Kim and I um, have been working together for a few years and we came together and we developed uh, from, from working on the same, uh, in the same space but for the same 15 years working with people in behavioural science, we came together and, and have created the 12 shape uh, relationship system. Now, what it is, is a behavioural profiling system. So what it does is it shows all of us at our best and all of us at our worst. And that's what we see in reality TV. We see the best and we see the worst. And ultimately... What this 12-shape relationship system does is it gives us the insight as to why do people do what they do? Why do you do the stuff that you do? And so we have a really fun, quick little assessment that you can do at our website, 12shapes.com. You can send it to all of your friends and family and get them to take it too. And we actually then teach you how to get along with everybody based on your behavioral profile. Because, Kim, 
we are so at our core we are our behavior you know the, people say and write to us all the time they say oh is it just another personality test is it like the color code or is it like uh you know all the other things that are out there in the disc and no it's not and the reason it's so different is is whenever i do one of those assessments kim i feel like it's a bit like a horoscope that i think oh yeah that's good that's me kind of some of the time and i think we can all fit into everything but the 12 shape relationship system gives us an absolutely spot-on, in-depth, accurate way of how you do what you do and why. So if if you, when you get on our website and you see the little 12-shaped people, you'll notice that each of them has two sides, a dark side and a light side. And we believe all of us, we have two states. We function in balanced state or unbalanced state. And when you're in an unbalanced fear state is when you behave badly. And so it's really fascinating. I'm going to go back to The Bachelorette right now, watching all these guys. And and obviously, I can't watch without profiling all their shapes. I've got them all figured out as I watch the show. But it's interesting that there's certain of us who really don't like the behaviors of these other shapes. They really get under our skin. They irritate us. We immediately don't like certain people. And I think all of us can own that there's people you meet that you're immediately connect with, right? And and you're drawn to. And then there's others that you immediately kind of don't like and, and don't feel connected to. And so this happens every single episode on the show. But inevitably, Nicole, every single season, there's somebody that goes to The Bachelor or The Bachelorette and tattles on the other people's bad behavior and says, really, you got to know about the bad in all these folks. And every season, and I've been watching it for I don't know how many years, but every single time, if you badmouth someone else, you're going to get sent home. People don't like you if you badmouth other people. And and it's it drives me crazy because I've been watching it for so long, and that's obviously... A, a consistent thing that happens every time, but they don't seem to be picking up on it at all. The, these reality TV people. It's interesting. I, I experienced the same thing when I watched Big Brother. Do you remember Big Brother? I, I was. Yeah, I it's still that. on. They're still doing yeah. that. Yeah. So I remember being in the same situation and profiling back then, even, even when I was back in Australia and profiling them in that way. And, the thing is, is that everyone's like, oh, I don't like her. I don't like him because he does that. And then they're like, oh, but I don't like her because she does that. And that's the whole point of the 12-shape system is that we all do stuff that gets the irrits up for everyone else. And and all of us have bad behavior. But, you know, what? there's no one person who's the worst behavior in there. You know, it's all, all of us have this unbalanced behavior. And this is what we're trying to normalize and educate the people who follow us and listen to Relationship Radio is that, you know what, none of us are perfect. And all of us have these, these flaws and these things that we need to be working on and we all have the capacity to rub people up the wrong way but we do it in a different way and so when we actually give our clients we've noticed this with the people that we work with the people who follow us when they start having the language to say okay well this makes sense to me now as to why this irritates me and this is why I get triggered it's it's okay I, I make sense of it instead of needing to just judge it and I think that's really the beauty of the 12-shape system is the beauty of these, sh- these shows is because you can look at it and go, well, all of them are, are pretty out there. But you know what? No one's actually the ringleader or the worst one. Right, because we've all got good behavior and bad behavior. And, and Nicole, all of our bad behavior shows up 
when we're in fear, when we're in fear of failure or we're having fear of loss. And, and those two triggers bring out that bad behavior. And, and it's interesting, people who are insecure about their own value and have a lot of fear of failure in play, one of the first things they do is they gossip and they judge and they put down other people who are different from them. And we've talked about this on many of our radio shows, that this is just a very common fear of failure tendency to to pick out the bad in other people and like to talk about it and focus on it. Because the more time we spend focusing on the bad in them, the, the less time we have to worry about the bad in us. And I actually think that is exactly what happens on The Bachelorette when we get the tattlers is these are people who in order to feel better about themselves really need to cast others as the bad one because if they're the bad one that makes me the good one and most of the time it's really not accurate everybody's got both good and bad in them there's no bad guy there's just a bunch of very different shapes but they all have the same value And Nicole, I know we've talked a lot about the day that you came into the office and said to me, let's make them all shapes. (laughs) And I wish someone had filmed my face that day because I was like, she's out of her mind. Shapes? Why? We were going to call some of them circles and some of them triangles. But you were so right that the beauty of of calling all these different types of people by shapes is that there is no shape that is inherently better than any other. I mean, nobody comes and asks me what my favorite shape is, right? They ask me what my favorite color is, but we don't go there with shapes. Shapes, they're all the same. And that's exactly the point that we want. And and this is really the core principle of the 12 shapes relationship system is that we all have the same intrinsic value. No one is better and no one is worse or has less value than anybody else. And, and if you take nothing away from listening to the relationship radio show every week, we, we want it to be that principle that we all have the same value. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah completely. And I, I'm thinking about these shows, you know, and, and everyone's just in this massive state of projection. That's really what makes it so entertaining, isn't it? Is that they make that other person the victim and they cast them down and they slay them out and, you know, these the, often these knockdown drag outs. And the whole thing is projection, really. And, and it creates such a damaging environment on these shows because everybody's so insecure because of that voice of fear in their head. They feel like they're not enough. They cast other people as a villain and then they compare themselves as to, well, you know what? She's got bigger boobs than I do and, and she's a brunette and I'm a blonde and, you know, and, oh, did you see the dress? And Because this is the, the fundamental thing that happens is when people don't have healthy self-esteem, they feel insecure, they start projecting all over everyone else and actually making everyone else wrong. So in, in preparing for this show today, I actually wanted to talk about what are the five things that we actually can learn from The Bachelor and from these shows that can actually improve our own health, healthy self-esteem because otherwise we just watch it and we continue to do the same thing in our own life, which is project. Well, and I, I have to tell you, I worry about my, my daughters learning bad behavior from watching that show. <laughs> um you know, it, it, it models a, a real damaging insecurity, it, especially as somebody doesn't get a rose and gets sent home and they, they film them as they get in a car that's taking them away and they've now been rejected. 
and the tears and the self-pity, the drama that this one rejection is is just going to crush your whole life and you'll never be loved. It's it's unreal. But but I'm I really I'm so glad we're going to focus on some positive things that we can take from this and and turn them around so that we don't start thinking that that kind of drama is accurate. Yeah. So the first one is, and I have to tell you, I watch these shows and I think to myself, I would never have the courage to feel so bulletproof to put myself out there on national television. I mean, dating's hard enough. Rejection's painful. Why do it on, on, on national television? But ultimately, this is really what it gives these women an opportunity to do. Our point number one is to recognize the truth about who you are. If you put yourself in that situation, wow. You know, you, you're putting yourself out there and you, you really do believe in yourself on some level. It's not just desperation or fame, um, you know, ratings that's making you do this. On some level, you are aware of, of who it is that you are and how amazing it is that you are. But it's in the face of those rejections and all the cattiness that goes on that, that they lose sight of their own ability to, to be in control of how they feel about themselves. Well, and then, they... they- they lose track of their value, but it is not tied to this experience. It's not tied to what this one person thinks of you. Your value as a human being is unchangeable, infinite and absolute. And none of this stuff that goes on on the show changes any of it. That's the truth about who you are that we want to make sure you do, you don't lose. Um, Nicole, you know, as we're talking about this and you're talking about these crazy people that want to get rejected on national TV, at some level, I actually did this. You remember in my, in my bio, we talk about how I would, Good Morning America named me one of the top 20 advice gurus in the country. Oh, yeah. Well, what actually happened is I was, I I lost a reality TV contest live on national television (laughs) And, and I, I made it into the top 20 before I got rejected, but really it was very much an experience of being rejected on national TV. And, and this was something I had to practice the whole time, recognizing my value isn't tied into this situation or this person. And that's something we can all do every day. You know, when you have a job interview, yeah, they might not like you, but your value isn't tied into that one experience at all. And, and every date you go on, yeah, this person might not like you. Doesn't change your value. It's one person. It's one experience. We've got to keep very accurate about the truth about who we are and our value. This perspective you're talking about is actually really difficult for us to achieve. And a lot of the time, it's it's because we didn't learn it as kids. So later on in the show, we're actually going to talk about how do we build up this self-esteem and create that healthy environment in our kids because our kids are exposed to this. They are watching this while we're watching it. So stay with us. You're with Nicole and Kim. We've got to take a break. But after the break, we're going to get into more of these things that we can actually learn from those crazy women on reality TV. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a fan of relationship radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up Coaching Program is available to our listeners all over the world. 
We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. Why does my marriage have to be so hard? How do I get my teen to communicate without drama? Why is my boss such a jerk? Why is my mother-in-law so controlling? If you want the answers to these questions and many more, you must read the new book called The People's Guidebook for Great Relationships. It's a small book and a quick read, but packed with the information you've always needed to understand and get along with all the people in your life. Master Life Coaches Nicole and Kim show you how to resolve conflicts and what language to use with each of your children to build more meaningful connections. In this new book, they reveal their life-changing 12 Shapes People Science and teach you about yourself and other people on a level that changes everything. Get your copy of the People Guidebook for Great Relationships at 12shapes.com. Again, the number 12shapes.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at 12shapes.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back to Relationship Radio. You're with Nicole and Kim today. This is a fun show. We're talking reality TV and the crazy women and men that we watch on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And what can it actually teach us? Because we are, we're exposed. This is the thing in in this age group and all of the millennials are being brought up on this, Kim. They've been watching this garbage. So what can it actually teach us? Okay, so before the break, we talked. We're, we introduced. We're going to talk about five things that are kind of takeaways that we need to work on. The first was to recognize the truth about who you really are, and pull your value out of a, a specific situation or interaction with one person. You've got to know that your value is not affected by any one situation or one person. You're the same you, no matter what anybody else thinks about you or what else happens to you. And that's something I think all of us need to practice every single day because we all run into situations that might make us feel rejected. And and that's just a situation. It's not the truth about who you are. So, Nicole, the second one on our list was choosing to see other people as the same as you. Now, what we're talking about is the same in value as you, which means you have to give up judgment, gossip, comparison, criticism of other people. You've got to change your policy about how you determine the value of human beings. And, and you know, we talk about this again on almost every radio show, the, the power of you deciding to let everybody that you meet have the same exact value as you, not be better than you and not be less than you, it's, it's life-changing. 
Now, if you if they actually did this, there'd be no show. Okay, the entire show, the entire reality TV is is because this one is not done. And ultimately, what they do is they they compare themselves, they gossip, they slay each other, drag each other through the mud. It's it's nasty, it's gritty, and that's why it's entertaining. But it's not real TV. It's not it's reality TV. It's not real life. We don't want to be thinking that this behavior is acceptable. It doesn't make us live and kind people to actually put every every person down. And all of this bad, unhealthy behavior, all of us can do it, all the 12 shapes. There are some that, that do some bit more than others, and you can learn more about what it is that you do in relation to this at 12shapes.com by taking the assessment. But it really comes down to you wanting to cast someone else as less than you and step into that judgment because it feels better, only temporarily, uh, though, because ultimately the more that you judge, the more you're afraid of being judged yourself. Now, Nicole, right now what The Bachelorette is on and it's Becca's season. And, and I do have to tell you, again, the same pattern has been repeated on almost every one of these shows that most of those people that are ultra competitive and comparing that create all the drama, they slowly get weeded out. <laughs> So as we get down to the last three and then the last two, they're pretty balanced people because it's it's our unbalance that pushes people away from us and that causes conflict and disconnect in our relationships. So I do want everybody to see that happen on the show and be able to learn from that, that the more secure you are about your own value because you know the truth about who you are. And you choose to let everybody be the same so you're not caught up in that competition and comparing, the better you're going to do in life. More people will be drawn to you. It's always a win. Now, the next one is focusing more on other people than yourself. This is what we can learn from these shows. Now, ultimately, what we see is that a lot of these women and men that go on, they're pretty self-absorbed. It's all about them and they need to have the most attention. They need to be the ones that, that continue to receive the kudos from whoever it is that they're trying to get the attention from. And, and we see that they're very craving and needy of attention and validation and the love of other people because they're not feeling secure in themselves. So ultimately, this is a really good life lesson for us to say, you know what? When you make it more about you, it's because it's a fear problem. It's because you don't believe that you're enough. So in order to work on your self-esteem, you've got to know what your value is, which we've already covered today. But ultimately, you've also got to remind yourself that people like people who are kind to others, who are in service of others, who actually make it more about other people than themselves. So this is a good thing to check into. Every time that you go to church, every time that you go into a social activity, a family gathering, and, and you're lunch in the lunchroom at work, do you walk away uh, or drive away from these situations and go, hey, what did I learn about someone else? And, and how did I show up? And was I a good listener? Or you know what? Was I just doing a big, you know, the Nicole report and, and telling everybody what's going on in my life? Yeah. Do you ever walk away from those situations and, and, and realize you might have dominated the conversation? You might have done a lot more talking than asking questions and listening to others. And Nicole, one of the the big magic formulas that we teach our clients in, in coaching with us is our communication formula. And it, it is literally the easy way to handle every single conversation you ever have in a mutually validating way. And the, and the magic of it is that you always spend a lot of time asking questions and listening to what's going on with other people because that's what makes them feel valued. 
and important and appreciated. And the more that you give that to people in your life, the more they like you and want to spend time with you. And, and I see clients who apply this in all kinds of real everyday situations, even a job interview, which, you know, a lot of people go into a job interview planning to just talk about themselves the whole time and sell themselves. But when you go in and you actually have a lot of questions and you're interested in the person that's interviewing you and, and you're actually wanting to, to see how you can be of service to the company, not just to see what you can get. It's a totally different experience, and we can do that everywhere we go. We can focus more on being a giver and showing up for others than focusing on ourselves, and it'll be a win everywhere. Yeah, you make more friends that way, and then people do want to be around you. And, you know, a lot of people go onto these TV shows because they want to be famous. They want to be seen. They want to be the, the influential highlighted one. Well, you know what? The, the quickest way to t- to climb up that, that social ladder is to make it less about you and more about them. Absolutely. Okay, so let's go to our fourth tip for, the, for uh, what you can learn from The Bachelor to improve your life. And, and that's, you know, spend some time to improve your responsibility. Now, we're not talking about the word responsibility. We're talking about your ability to respond to situations in your life in a mature, balanced way. And and this is something all of us ought to be working on all the time. We ought to always be learning and growing and figuring out ways to show up in the world, and especially in response to situations in life, at our best. And, and really, that's kind of what we're all about, right? Yeah. Now, one of the coolest things that on reality TV, that what it's given us the last 10 years that it's been on, is we get to see people chucking wobblies, losing their nana, right? And it's so entertaining to see people completely lose it, you know, and, and have this really unhealthy, immature stuff. It's entertaining, but we don't respect it. And I think if we can actually watch this with an observing eye and be out of judgment and go, yeah, oh, I do that too. Oh, oh, that's cringeworthy because I've been there, done that myself. At the end of the day, whenever we do have an inappropriate, disproportionate, irrational, over-the-top response, we lose respect. And, and this is really one of the big things that we teach our clients is you can blow your top. Absolutely. We've all done it. We've all done it. We're going to continue to do it on some level because none of us are perfect. However, if we're continuing to do it and we're actually noticing this is a really big pattern in our life, we have to take some responsibility. We've got to change our ability to respond in a mature and loving way because it will affect our relationships. People don't want to be around it. The drama and the irrational and the immaturity, we get sick of it. We do. And Nicole, I'd like to make one suggestion. If you're going to watch these reality TV shows with your kids, there's a really fun way to kind of use this as a learning opportunity. And it started at my house every time we'd watch an adventure type movie, um, right at a pivotal moment where the character has got to figure out how to handle what just happened. Or, uh, for example, I remember when we watched The Black Stallion a million years ago. And when the little boy got stranded on the island with the horse, I paused the movie and I said to my kids, what would you do? How would you survive? Let's play with this for a minute. And we had the most fun conversation talking about what we would do. And now we do that when we watch reality TV. Something happens on The Bachelorette, we pause it and say, how would you handle that? 
how, what do you think that person could have done that might have turned out, you know, things would have gone a, a better way for them? And, and we have a lot of opportunities on that show to pause and, and ask those questions. It'd be a great way to use it as a learning opportunity for everybody. Yeah. Similarly, we've had a family incidents recently of a family friend um, and we've had some altercations in the last few months and the kids have watched all of this happen. And th- we, this particular person watches a lot of uh, those housewife reality shows. I don't even really know what it's called because I've never been exposed to it, but I, I read into it and ultimately this person thrives on drama because they spend so much time super saturated in this kind of content. And uh, the big issue with this altercation was it was just this really immature behavior that eventually we had to put a boundary in because we couldn't have this kind of thing in our life. We couldn't have it around our kids. Um, And it was an opportunity for me to really talk to my kids about that immature behavior and not be in a place of judgment, but just be in a place of, you know what, where do you think this person's learning it from? And do we think it's okay? And where do you think that you sit on that sliding scale? So again, never really discount that opportunity to have some sincere conversations with your kids based on the real life events that you do have. Yeah, I think also it's interesting for the kids to watch. Some of these people are really beautiful on the outside, but but not as beautiful on the inside and and their behaviors really out of balance and it's an interesting chance for us to to have conversations about what kind of person you want to be and how we don't want to be in judgment of others but there can be a great accurate learning opportunity in just looking how fear drives other people's behavior and 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 seeing what that looks like i think one of the biggest takeaways at our house from watching The Bachelorette is that insecurity, neediness, and drama are not attractive. Mm. They're yeah. not attractive, are they? They're not. They're not in men or women. <laughs> you know, it's 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 really seen as, as a desperation and none of us can really respect that. Yeah, you're just not drawn to that. And so if you want to be somebody that, that others like, that you have lots of good connections with wonderful people in your life. We've got to be responsible for our responsibility for our inner state and, and our emotional balance. It's a big part of, of growing and becoming that person that we want to be. Yeah. So I had a, I had a woman in my office this week who we we were talking a lot about body image. And I know in our last segment, we're going to get into that and, and how to raise confident kids a little bit more. Um, but I told her, you know, I get, I get the stress every day as she gets dressed and does her hair and, and she never feels like it's quite good enough. I think as women, all of us know that feeling and that experience. And, and I shared with her kind of what has become my ritual with that. And, and basically every morning I try to put together an outfit. I'm an arrow. I'm not really good at at hair and makeup and clothes, but I do my best. And then I look myself in the mirror and I say, okay, forget all this. Go get them with your love. Because really at the end of the day, your love is who you really are. And, and we really want to help everybody to, to, to step into being who they are, that loving, kind goodness, and, and worry a little bit less about all that other stuff. Now let's just talk about this for a sec because, you know, we all have things about ourselves that we don't like, whether it's our hair color or that maybe we're carrying more weight than what we'd like to, or maybe we're short, you know, maybe we, we struggle, you know, with, with one or thing or another. 
And I really think that The Bachelorette gives us an opportunity to really step into, you know what, we're all different and we're all unique and we're all exactly the way that we're meant to be and that maybe we shouldn't place as much uh, importance on those things. But it's, it's not easy in this society where we get told that ultimately you have to look a certain way in order to be successful. I think there's a lot of pressure on women, uh, to, particularly single women, that you know what, you've got to keep your game on and you've got to be stay attractive and all the rest of it. And I really think that the flip side of that, Kim, is that we have an opportunity to really just step into who we are and to just say, this is who I am. And whatever quirks I have, if I'm a little overweight or, you know, my wavy hair or, you know what, whatever it is, I'm not just going to choose that my self-esteem is not actually in that and that I'm actually going to step away from all of those things uh, adding or diminishing from my value and I'm actually going to step into who it is that I really am. And I think that if our children and our friends and our family is actually seeing us own what it is that we have, um, we're really, I, I think things change. I think we can really step into it. I've, I've noticed recently my one of my daughters is really, really thin and one of the other ones really thick like I am. And I, so she's got a bit of a big booty like I do and she's going to have big breasts like I do, I'm sure, as, as time goes on. Whereas the other child uh, is just completely, you know, flat chested and she's got the boy figure. And you know what? I'm having to have those conversations to say, you know what? It is not who you are and it's not what you look like, uh, but you're exactly perfect and rock what you've got, you know? Come on, kiddo. Let's just rock what you've got. <laughs> so, Nicole, I have to put in a pitch. There's a movie that has been out in theaters. It just it now is coming out on, on DVD called I Feel Happy. And it's a fabulous movie for girls and women to watch. It's, it's all about accepting yourself and and not worrying about what you look like so much but really letting your personality shine through and that it's your happiness and and your zest for life that draws people to you and and I, I if anybody hasn't seen it I encourage them to go watch that show it's fantastic Awesome. Hey, Kim, we're going to take a break, but let's come back after the break. Let's talk more about um, all of these quirks that we have and how we allow it to affect our self-esteem and what we can do to feel better about ourselves. So stay with us. You're here with Nicole and Kim. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Are you a fan of Relationship Radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up Coaching Program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. Why does my marriage have to be so hard? How do I get my teen to communicate without drama? Why is my boss such a jerk? Why is my mother-in-law so controlling? If you want the answers to these questions and many more, you must read the new book called The People's Guidebook for Great Relationships. It's a small book and a quick read, but packed with the information you've always needed to understand and get along with all the people in your life. 
Master Life Coaches Nicole and Kim show you how to resolve conflicts and what language to use with each of your children to build more meaningful connections. In this new book, they reveal their life-changing 12 Shapes People Science and teach you about yourself and other people on the level that changes everything. Get your copy of the People Guidebook for Great Relationships at 12shapes.com. Again, the number 12shapes.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at 12shapes.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back with Nicole and Kim here today on Relationship Radio. We're talking about the things we can learn from reality TV and and really self-esteem and how we can set our kids up to feel good about themselves and to rock what they've got. I love that. That's a great little motto, rock what you got. I well, love it. I have to tell you, it's, it's had to be one for my family because my two girls have two different dads and one of them is very thin and, uh, you know, all everyone in their family is thin and the other, everybody is very overweight. And so it's something that's been very, um, you know, in my face from a very early age to go say how I'm raising these children in the same home with the same food, with the same choices. And yet one of them is going to end up looking like that. And the one's going to look like the other. And you really can't get more to all polar opposites with my girls. Can you, Kim? I mean, well, except for my two girls that are one's African-American and one's white and blonde <laughs> that's true in a, yeah. in a very different way we have kind of the same problem over here a lot of comparing yeah and ultimately we want our kids to grow up in an environment where they know what their assets are and they can actually feel confident in who they are because if they don't leave the house every single day rocking what they've got knowing that they don't have to be like other people to be accepted or to be loved they will actually have an inferiority complex and I think that's what as parents we're so afraid of is that they're actually not going to reach their potential they're not going to really step into really expressing who they are because of these fearful self-esteem limitations okay so on this last segment we want to give parents a whole lot of ideas of how to help your children and your teens to be confident and have good self-esteem and and to bring down all those insecurities and that need to compare So I do want to jump right into some body image stuff, Nicole. I found with my girls, it's been really important that our focus is always on eating and being healthy, not thin, not necessarily all about this this sort of subconscious message that's out in the world that, that thin, skinny people are better than larger people. Though the media kind of exposes them to those ideas, we've we've really got to change that around using all the stuff that we've talked about in our first two segments. But but as they look at food, especially, I, I don't want them on diets. I want them to to value eating healthy because they want to have healthy, strong bodies and not make the focus on size. Would you agree? 
Yeah, uh, we've had to talk a lot about, you know, what's the healthiest choice? What's a better choice? And okay, oh, well, we're having, you know, fries for lunch. So this is a choice. It's not a healthy choice, but it's a choice. So what are we going to do for dinner that is a healthy choice? And we've, we've introduced that dialogue from a very early age. And I, I think at this point, um, it, it seems to be working well for us. But ultimately, we live in America. You know, the, the sad diet, the sad, sad American diet, and there's more fast food on, on every single corner. Um, you know, people say to me all the time, can you eat healthy in America? And I'm like, yeah, you can eat really healthy in America. It's just you've got to be really, really strong with, with your food cravings because the, the options are there for us. So uh, giving them a time and a place to actually have treats, to understand their role, and that it's not a, a treat for reward and, and it's just for fun it's not emotional eating, things like that become really important. And I've also gone even further with this to actually, um, we talked about this on the show before, that my kids dress themselves and then I say, do you like your outfit? And they'll say, mom, what do you think? I say, well, do you like the outfit? Because if you love it and you feel great in it, then I'm not even going to comment because what I say is absolutely relevant. But yes, you're always beautiful to me. So I've, I've seen parents struggle with exercise, too. If they've got a child that's put on some weight, they really want to get them moving and get exercise so that, the, that they can get that weight off. But it you got to be really careful that you're not creating some real subconscious issues and, and mindsets around exercise. So one of the great things you can do with kids is look for hobbies and sports and activities that are active that they just love to do. So it's not exercise. It's fun. They're just out having fun and enjoying life and, and, and being active. And I've noticed you've done really good with that, with your girls and, and riding their scooters and riding their bikes and, and really encouraging just fun, active activities. Yeah. And I've, I've already noticed with my kids that both kids stack on the weight in winter and they lose it in the summer. And I think it's got to do with all the swimming that we do. Uh, so that's something that I'm, I'm really aware of going into the next winter is how do I keep them swimming as much, even though the weather is cold and it's snowing outside, do I need to go and find an indoor activity? So what is it that you guys can do as a family as well to actually encourage all these, these family times to actually have some movement in it as well? Oh, I love that. Okay. So other ones, um, I, I have with my girls, and I think I've noticed you do that with yours too, um, helped them find clothes that flatter their figure so that they start to understand, you know, what what helps them to rock what they've got, basically. So this has actually came up for me recently. This has been this week in my life. So my uh, 10-year-old who's got the boyish figure, he li- she likes to wear the short little denim shorts, whereas my thicker seven-year-old, the shorts aren't really as flattering for her. They kind of ride up and they bother her and she kind of pulls at them all the time. And so she was uh, carrying on and saying, I, I want to be like Kelly, I got to go and I want to be wearing shorts. And so what I did, I went and bought her some basketball shorts that go all the way down to her knees and now she can wear them to bed. But we had a conversation, which is, you know what? You love dresses and Annika loves pants and shorts and you're just different and you're more of the girly girl and you love all the colors and the rainbow. And so everyone knows you for that because you rock it and you've got such a big personality. But you know what? Here is your shorts and we'll wear them at home. But you know what? We don't want you to be pulling at them and feeling self-conscious. And that was, I have to tell you, a really hard conversation to have with a seven-year-old. Yeah, but so powerful to be learning that already. 
I hope. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> it continues. Okay. You so know, the it, other thing, both of your girls will, will say, Mom, how do I look in this? And they, they, they kind of fish for compliments that are about their appearance and their clothes and the things they have. And you and I have talked a lot about this. I've done this all along with my children. I've really tried to make sure the majority of the praise that they get from me is focused on their qualities and attributes, the kind of person they are on the inside more than the outside. And there's days when I notice how gorgeous my daughter looks, but but I, I really almost avoid giving her too many compliments around that. I really want to point out when I see her being generous and, and kind and giving to people and look how strong you've been, how you've handled the situation and, and really try to focus more on praising the inside qualities than the outside. Now, again, this is something that happened recently. We found a new church that we're going to and my uh, one of my daughters was not feeling confident in her dress going to church and we'd had a meltdown about, you know, those meltdowns about wardrobes that we all have as parents of girls and so we had to actually redirect that in the car and say, okay, even though that happened at home, we're now driving to church. What are we choosing? We're choosing to go and get them with our love. We're choosing that we're going to be just feeling really great about who it is that we are. And we're going to go and work out who it is that we can pour our love into. And then I'm going to feel great about who I am and go and make some new friends. We had to do that dialogue. And the way that we did that is we actually went around to the four people in the car and said, okay, what are you choosing today? I'm choosing to be happy. I'm choosing to feel good in my outfit. I'm choosing to shift my attitude all those little things if you start modeling them uh, it really does sink in Nicole we do that same kind of setting an intention when we have adults come to a class that we're teaching or or a a conference we'll we'll ask them to decide now how are you going to show up at this how are you going to play how are you going to feel about yourself as you go through this I I think all of us, boy, there's a huge t- takeaway there for everybody. If if we start every day with some intention to, to go into today, and I'm going to feel confident, good about myself. I'm going to love who I am. I'm going to not worry about what I look like. I'm going to get them with my love. Taking the time to create an intention like that, and I especially love it, the kids will soon be going back to school. This would be a fantastic exercise on the way to school every day. Let's let's decide now what you're going to experience today. What's today going to feel like? I love this, but let's talk about what this really is for parents. We've got to step up. We've got to step into taking responsibility and working out, well, do I do this for myself? Because in order for me to actually have these things roll into my kids and become their subconscious, I have to be actually doing this stuff myself. I've got to be making these commitments. So what is it that you're role modeling? Because if you're committing to go to the gym three times a week and you're actually doing it and you can feel good about when you're doing it, then you're in a position of authority to talk to the kids about exercise. But if not, the kids feel it out from you. I mean, they're, they're such great little lie detectives, kids. They are. And, and, you know, if you, every time you get dressed, are asking your spouse or your kids, how does my outfit look? Does it look okay? You're modeling that kind of insecurity for your kids. That's where they're learning it. So we, we've got to take all of these hints and turn them around and make sure we're doing them ourselves because kids, they, they follow our example. They don't listen to what we say, right? Mm. Absolutely. And we've actually got to be looking at what information we're receiving about body image. I know I, this is a really big thing of mine is I'm so afraid of 
all of the magazines and the internet and all of those things that that portray that negative image about you know girls and women um, I often think of that T-shirt that was publicized a few years ago that, that nothing tastes as good as feeling skinny feels or being skinny feels. And I remember at the time being so alarmed, at least uh, Annika was a very small baby, thinking to myself, this is the world that I'm bringing up these little girls in. This is so scary. So I have to be really um, aggressive in the way that I respond to all of this media. So what books and personal development seminars what things are my kids hearing because that's the stuff that I'm listening to as opposed to having the Vogue catalog sitting on the, the coffee table for them to flick through. Oh, that's so huge. I love that. Um, you know, Nicole, one other one that's come to mind that's not on our list, but I want to throw in today. I believe one of the most powerful ways to help raise confident kids is to ask a lot of questions about what they think and how they feel about things, and give them lots of opportunities to share who they are with you, and their opinions, and their ideas. I, I, I've noticed that when we do this with even small children, we get down at their level, and we ask them what they think about things, and we listen, they light up, because imagine how important of a person you must be if adults actually want to hear what you have to say and they want to know you at that level. I think just listening more to our children is a really powerful way to help them feel like they are important and that they have value in the world and and what they have to offer. I mean, everything you think and feel is really who you are on the inside and that's what you have to give to the world. So spend time listening. Nicole, do you remember... Uh, a year or so ago, we were doing some groups with teens, and and we said to them once, "What's what's the one thing that you would like us to teach your parents or tell your parents that you need from them that you aren't currently getting?" And all of them unanimously said to not just listen but to hear, to hear us. And I, I remember, think- I mean, I sat down at that moment and went, "Wow, yeah." Because we get so busy with all the the day-to-day stuff that we don't really listen to them. And the older they get, the more important I think this is. And and to honor and respect their right to have unique ideas that may differ than yours. And and respect that instead of arguing and, and lecture. Right now, th- but- this is this is I think really the critical piece. It's so hard for us as parents to hear them because we think that they're wrong (laughs) and we have an agenda of changing their mind and wanting them to think and feel differently so we've got to remember in that moment that we were kids once and that where they are is exactly where they're meant to be and that their thoughts and their ideas will evolve with them as they grow and develop and that the truth that they see it right now won't be the truth forever so so just go with it for a little while make them feel validated in it kids that rebel are kids that are not heard kids that are trying to get your attention. So give them positive attention instead of negative attention. Oh, I think that is huge. It is so huge. I I know from all the teens that we've worked with that have rebelled, they the parents have lost connection with them and and in doing that they've lost influence. And I know that was our show last week. If you missed that show, you you ought to go back and listen to it because 
Um, a, a matter of fact, Nicole, I didn't even tell you. I, we had one listener who wrote me this week and said her biggest takeaway from that show last week was that you need to care more about connection than control with your kids. And, and really, that connection and that influence are built largely on the backs of your willingness to listen and, and have conversations that are mutually validating that are, are not all you t- doing all the talking. I, was, I had a client last night that we were talking about this as part of, um, a part of the work that we're doing together. And she said to me, I, I listen to the show every week and I'm trying to instill all this great parenting advice. She said, but I don't have a teenager that wants to talk to me. Uh, he just shuts down. He's, he's actually an oval shape, so he's not a big talker anyway. And what do I do if a child th- that doesn't want to talk? Well, that's even more case, really. And we talked about this last night. It's more case to listen, to not have an agenda. So that then the little that they do talk to you, uh, there's no expectations around it that you're just showing up for what they need instead of you having an agenda and you needing it to look in a certain way in order to you for you to feel good about being a good parent. This is about them having the opportunity to, to just invite them into your world. And yeah, it might be different from what your expectations and what your hopes are, and that's what makes it so important and, and valuable to do. Oh, I love it. Nicole, we're almost out of time. This show has been so much fun. It's just flown past. Before we let everybody go today, I just want to mention our app is launching in the next two weeks. And so you keep your eye on 12shapes.com. You'll be able to to be updated when, when the app launches. And I want everybody to know, Nicole and I are really on a mission to create a more tolerant, kind, accepting world where everybody is embraced and respected, even if they're different. And that is really the mission of this app, to give you the opportunity to get to know the shapes of all the people in your life and learn how to get along with them and appreciate them more. So stay in touch with us on 12shapes.com and, and get excited for the, all the tools and coaching programs and everything that's going to be available on the app. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today as we've talked about all the fun stuff that we can learn from reality TV and the self-esteem lessons that we can get from The Bachelor. And please join us again next week for more relationship skills and advice so you can know better and do better. Thank you for being a part of Relationship Radio. We hope you've not only received some great ideas to improve the relationships in your life, but we'll join Master Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles again next Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a wonderful week.